0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. morning. I should also say, I suppose, Happy Mother's Day. That was pathetic. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Day. Excellent, excellent, excellent. How many years have I been working with you on these things? I want to explain something to you as we begin our worship celebration today and as we celebrate mothers, all those who are mothers, all those who act like mothers, all those who have mothers, all of that. I am wearing a red rose today and a red stole and Jan is wearing a white stole and we have red and white roses here because in the family where I grew up that was largely influenced by Southern traditions, on every mother's day everyone wore a rose if your mother were still alive on this good earth you wore a red rose and if your mother were alive in heaven with god you wore a white rose so the rose isn't about me it's about my mother and we celebrate all mothers so again happy mother's day We are celebrating our mothers within the context of a loving God who indeed is the author of all life and all good things. And so let us now be called together in worship as we read responsively from the 8th Psalm. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth! When I look at thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast established, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the Son of man that thou dost care for him? O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth.
1: come this morning to worship God and to give God praise, but we also come remembering that we have fallen far short to the glory which God has given to us. So together, let us confess our sins and be assured of God's forgiveness. Please join me as together we read the prayer of confession in the bulletin. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask for your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, cleanse us from sin. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. In Jesus the Christ we pray, amen. Hear these words from the prophet Isaiah. As a mother comforts her child, so I comfort you. Our God, through Jesus Christ, forgives our sins and loves us unconditionally, now and forever. We are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now, before I say the passing of the peace, I just have to tell you as I look around this room, your moms did good by you. Now may the peace of Christ be with you. Take a moment to pass that piece along to other people.
0: Jan, all I can say is that I know a little bit more about a couple of these people perhaps than you do. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> Friends, let me share just a bit of news about what's going on in the family of our village church. First of all, to note that on June 12th, we will have our Sunday School Promotion and Graduate Recognition Sunday. And even though that's a ways off, we need to hear from you, particularly about who the graduates are in your family. There's a great deal of detail in the emails that I have sent out to you, so consult that email so that you know what kind of information that you uh, we need and we'd like to hear from you very soon. Our Vacation Bible School is the week of June 20th, and preparations are well underway for that wonderful family experience. If you would like to volunteer to be part of the experience, you don't necessarily have to be in the same room with children in order to help us out but we could use that kind of help as well. So give us a shout. We have a new Monday evening Bible study that is commencing in about a week that's looking at the book of Proverbs. We have a new Wednesday morning women's Bible study that will last just for four weeks that will start up later this month. And the name of that study intrigues me. It is Unnamed But Not Unknown Women in the Bible. And so come to the study, you'll find out. We have a grief support group that is beginning on May 31st. And so take advantage of those many opportunities. Learn more about them as you look through our emails. And if you're not on the email list, let us know about that. We promise not to send you more than 62 emails a day. We have an audio visual lighting project going on here in the sanctuary but you would never know it by the way the sanctuary looks right now. I came in Friday morning to check it out and several of these pews had been moved away. There were six huge machines lifting people all over the rafters. There were people with miles and miles of black cable everywhere and they began the project and then put it all away so that we could be here today. They'll be back tomorrow morning. If you'd like to support that project, be in touch with me. That's some of what's happening. One more thing is happening. And that is that we are here worshiping the living God, taking in from our God the spiritual resource that we need to live our lives. But we cannot just take in. If we only take in, one day we'll burst. So before you burst, plan to give out a little bit in offering to God. In that spirit then, I invite you to come forward to place your offering in the baskets as we listen to this next piece of music.
1: Let us join together in a time of prayer, a time of intercession, and we'll end together saying the Lord's Prayer together. Let us come before the God who loves us and listens to all that we have to say. Let us pray. Holy God, we cherish your great love for us. As a creature, you made us in your image and called life from the earth and water. In baptism, we are born anew from water and spirit. And your love and care are made known to us as we grow in faith. Today especially, we pause to give you thanks for those who have been mothers and stepmothers in our lives. For mother-in-laws, for grandmothers and aunts, and all those who have been like mothers to us, who have shown us your comfort and courage, peace and strength. Blessed are the mothers who raised us through our rebellion and often our disobedience, who stayed the course to show us your unconditional love. Continue, Lord, to infuse in our young mothers a love for you and a desire to share with their children your extravagant love in Jesus Christ. God of peace, we acknowledge that this day that was originally created for mothers grieving the loss of their children in war, we grieve with all who have lost a child, who have struggled with fertility issues, who have had to give up children in foster care and adoption, May your love surround us, hold us in these tender times. Lord God, we hold the ones who have difficult relationships with their mothers, for those who have separated in relationship. We weep with those who are missing their mothers. We know the distance of estrangement. We pray for healing wherever possible, O God, for forgiveness wherever possible and for the hope that you bring in our lives. Lord God, today we lift up the mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, grandchildren and great-grandchildren who are caught in war, poverty, and conflict. Come Holy Spirit, bring peace to Ukraine, Afghanistan, Syria, Sudan, and to anywhere in the world where power and turmoil hold captive your people. We pray for safety in the world and in our neighborhoods where children and youth are used for trafficking to feed underground perversion and devaluing those created in your image. Let us not ignore the needs for release of those held captive, but work towards freedom and restoration. Give us peace where there is none. In these difficult times, O Father, who comforts us as a mother, Hold us in your healing hands on this day and every day as we look to your Son, Jesus Christ, who brings restoration to all of every nation, a hope and love unquenched by anything we face. We ask and pray with the prayer Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: As the children's choir is being dismissed, we would invite any other parents that would like to take their kids over to the Kids' Village Sunday School to feel free to do that now. If you wanna keep them in church, it doesn't bother me a bit. Stand with me now as you are able so that we may give our full attention to the hearing and then we pray the application of God's word for our lives today as we read from the letter to the Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. It occurred to me, perhaps I should say a word about the fact that our choir is masked today. We are not punishing them, but there's been a hint of a little outbreak of something we used to call COVID-19 and so the choir is being extra careful to protect themselves and to protect us and that also is just fine with me. So about 15 years ago or so, we first started hearing about human DNA. Now I know we knew a whole lot about it before then, but but we just started hearing about the fact that we could test an individual person's DNA to discover something about their genetic heritage, their genetic history and background. And I recall an article I read in Time Magazine way back then about a guy named Brent Kennedy who had had his DNA tested. I have no idea who Brent Kennedy was or is or why they picked him out, but but here is his story. Let me read it for you. Growing up in Appalachia in the 1950s, Brent Kennedy always believed that he was of English and Scots-Irish descent, just like everyone he knew in his hometown of Wise, Virginia. But... When he saw the film Lawrence of Arabia in 1962, he noticed that his family looked more like the Arabs in the movie than the British. Kennedy had inherited his father's light blue eyes, but he had his mother's black hair and in the summertime would get a very, very deep tan. He had heard a story about his great-grandfather being barred from voting in the early 1900s, Because his skin was too dark, I thought, what's wrong with us? Why do we look funny? When he asked his mother, he said, I was told to shut up. And so I really didn't know who I was. Last December, 15 years ago, he finally got some answers. He took a $199 DNA test. And after that test, he was told that he was 45% northern and western European, and 25% Middle Eastern, and 25% Turkish and Greek, and 5% South Asian. It was the DNA test, Kennedy says, that unlocked the mystery of my ancestry. I had a similar experience as Mr. Kennedy as I was growing up and frankly already an adult and told that I was half Spanish and half gringo. That's the term we used in New Mexico. Later on after I was an adult I learned that the half Spanish side of me was not exactly accurate and so I started to hear some of the other family stories about things that were not spoken of and with a DNA test a few years ago, discovered that I am 10% Native American. What in New Mexico we called Indians. By the way, if you were from India, we called you an India Indian. And if you were from New Mexico, we called you an Indian. That's just the way it was. Who are you? You don't have to raise your hand. You can if you want to. How many of you have had that genetic test, your DNA history, to find out what your lineage is? How many of you are afraid to do that? (laughs) Yeah, you might find out some interesting things. Let me ask another question. Who are you? Are you determined Is your character, your personality, your past, your future, everything about you, is that determined by your genetic heritage, your historical heritage, your family lineage, whatever it is? We do need to talk about our so-called differences, but at some point, don't we all go back to Adam and Eve? And in that case, we are all related? If we're all related, then what do we say about that? Who are you? Are you related to Adam and Eve or as in the case of an individual that Jan married just yesterday, right? We had a man get married here yesterday who is a descendant of a man named Confucius. Wow, that's cool, huh? Yeah. Who are you? Are you who you are because of your genetic material or anything else that goes into making you who you are? And an even bigger question than that, what is everything about? What is the character, the personality, the meaning, the purpose, the trajectory of your life? An old philosopher named André Mora said that the universe is indifferent Who created it? Why are we here on this puny mud heap spinning in infinite space? I have not the slightest idea, and I'm quite convinced that no one has the least idea. There are folks who feel that way, that we cannot know, that we do not know, that we will never know. Why we're here, who we are, and what it's all about. There are some options. There are some different ways that we can answer that question. We can say that we have no purpose, no meaning, that no one put us here, that no one has an idea of what we're supposed to do or of where it's all going. There are others who say that if there is any meaning at all to our lives, if there is any purpose at all to our lives, any clues about who we're supposed to be, then we can simply create it for ourselves. If you decide you want to be X or Y or Z, fine, go for it. There are other folks, and I've met them, who say that we are who we are and everything is the way it is in this world because creatures from outer space came here and planted us here and made it all happen. There's a couple of you I've met that I think that's probably a good theory, actually. (laughs) But even if that were the case, we'd have to ask the question, who were those folks from out of space, and, and, and who made them, and what were they intending, what was behind it all? Of course, of course, most people believe in God. God in some way, shape, or form. We argue about who this God is, what this God is like, what God intends for all things, why God made me and God made you, but still we believe in God. There are also some who say, yes, okay, there could be a God, but there's no way we can know anything about this God or what God's purpose is for us. We call those folks agnostics, not knowing W.C. Fields, the great comedian from a couple generations back, W.C. Fields was a well-known agnostic, but it is told that one day someone came into his dressing room and discovered that he was reading the Bible. And he looked up from the Bible and he was startled, he was embarrassed, and he said, oh, I'm just looking for loopholes. Maybe that's why some of us read the Bible. Christians have a different view of the scriptures. We believe, in the words of Dallas Willard, we believe that the Bible has the most reliable information about the most important questions. The Bible does not answer every question in life. It does not tell you how to fix your washing machine that's leaking all over the floor. But the Bible has the most reliable information about the most important questions. We look to the Bible not for loopholes, but for truth. And so last week, we began a new series of sermons that will take us through the summertime, looking at one particular book in the Bible, the short letter to the Ephesians. And last week we learned in the very opening phrases of the letter, through the words of Paul, That everything is because of the will of God. We're here because of God. We look to God then to reveal to us what everything is all about, including us. We don't look to our genetics. We don't look to our history. We look to God. We have some clues about what God wills for the world. God wills grace and God wills peace. That also was last week's sermon. As Paul thinks, though, in writing his letter and really preaching a sermon to the Ephesian church, as he thinks about God's will and God's grace and peace that God intends for us to have, he continues on. In fact, Paul launches into a long diatribe, a long discussion of all the things that flow out of God's will, and he gets so excited in his dictation of his letter or in his preaching, we don't know exactly which it was that the letter comes from, that he goes on and on and on in a long run-on sentence that every English uh, teacher, or I suppose Greek teacher in that day, uh, would find horrifying. (laughs) But he starts it this way. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Blessing. Blessing. The will of God for his whole creation is blessing. We use that word blessing an awful lot. Sometimes I think we understand what it means and we use it in the right way, but oftentimes we don't. Paul, in this passage that you're going to take home and read or go back to your Bibles at home and read some more, Paul talks about different aspects of that blessing, different facets of that incredibly complicated yet beautiful jewel of truth. He says that blessing means that we are destined by God for something beautiful, something wonderful, that we are adopted by God back into the family because we left, God didn't leave, that we are redeemed in our relationship with God because we forsook the relationship, not God, that God forgives us so that we can be brought back into that relationship, that God lavishes us with his love With the riches of his very self, that God has revealed to us the mystery of truth and knowledge so that we are no longer blind and ignorant, but that we know who God is and what God is about, and that God has chosen us for all of those blessings. And all of that is just scratching the surface. Let's focus on being chosen for just a moment. Chosen for Blessing. We all know what it means to be chosen. I get letters, emails, texts every day that tell me I am chosen to receive a special offer. (laughs) To order 600 magazines that talk about things that I care nothing about. Or that I am chosen to participate in this particular investment scheme that only me and a handful of others that number in the millions are being invited to invest in. You know what chosen is about. Maybe you've been chosen to have your windows replaced. I don't know what it is. But we like being chosen. We like being told that we're chosen It's good to be chosen when a bunch of kids are standing out on the playground and you pick a couple of captains and the captains go back and forth choosing their teams and you're getting ready to play basketball and the captains on both sides keep looking over my head. It's not hard to do. They're looking looking for a center. We know what it's like to be chosen. To be standing on one wall or the other of the junior high gymnasium. And it's a dance. And the idea is that boys would dance with girls and back and forth. But the boys are all on one side and the girls are all on the other. Who gets chosen? Who doesn't? God has chosen us to be blessed with every spiritual blessing. Now, let's be very clear about something. Spiritual blessings do not cover all the things that we think of as blessings. It's important to make that distinction. Because sometimes we are not blessed with wealth or health or peace or security or a pain-free existence. Yes, sometimes there is a blessing that comes through those things that are not blessings, but those things are not the blessings themselves. We are given spiritual blessings, even in the midst of, in spite of, the things that are not very blessed in this life. But our spiritual blessings... Well, one is to be chosen by God. Another is to be forgiven by God. Another is to be restored in our relationship with God. It is a blessing to know what God is all about and to know what God is doing. Though we know not everything, we know enough. It is a blessing to see God. It's a blessing to work with God in the business of restoring the world. It's a blessing especially to know God in God's Son, in Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. It is a blessing to have God in our lives, especially as we know God in the words and the actions of Jesus. It was a fourth-century theologian St. John Chrysostom, who wrote about this particular passage from the letter to the Ephesians. He said, the fullness of time in which God acted was the fullness of the sun's appearing. When God had done all through angels and prophets and law and yet nothing had improved and there was a danger that humanity had come into being for nothing and that it was not merely going nowhere but going to the bad and all were perishing together just like in the days of the flood. Just then, just then, God offered his gracious dispensation. To ensure that creation should not have come into being for nothing or in vain. The fullness of time and the revelation of Jesus Christ is that divine wisdom by which at the moment when all were most likely to perish, instead they were saved. Beautiful way of expressing the blessing of God to save his whole creation in Jesus. Jesus is the best blessing. The summation of all blessings, where divine and human meet, where we know that God is with us, where we have an example, a demonstration of a truly human being. Paul says in this passage that Jesus is the person in whom all things are gathered up. Everything about who we are, everything about who we are meant to be, everything about what God wants of us and for us is expressed and made real in the person Jesus. And then you and I are invited to get to know Jesus, to follow him, to learn from him as we move into And become more like the human being that God means for us to be. Some of us here in this room have visited mosques before. How many of you have been in a mosque before? Good. If you've never been to a mosque, go visit a mosque sometime. In every traditional mosque, there is a fascinating architectural feature over on one wall that is an elaborate doorway. It's usually larger than a normal door. It is decorated and embellished in many different ways. And for traditional Islam, this doorway symbolizes a doorway into heaven. The doorway in the mosque actually goes nowhere. But in the mind in the spirit for them, it represents a doorway into heaven itself, into the presence of God. For Christians, our doorway is not a doorway. Our doorway is a person. It is Jesus. Jesus is the person, the blessing that we have, who in knowing Him and following Him and studying Him, we learn about our blessings. We learn that even though we don't deserve it, still God considers us worthy of His time and His touch and his attention. Jesus is the doorway into heaven. The doorway into the knowledge that God loves us so much that God comes to save us. That's why we know who we are. Regardless of our genetic heritage, regardless of our parentage, regardless of anything that went into making us who we are today, the defining truth, the ultimate truth, is the truth that beneath everything, we are blessed by God. And that makes all the difference then in how we live our lives every day. Know who you are. One who is blessed, one who is chosen, forgiven, adopted, redeemed, renewed, and you'll live differently. One morning, a mother came into her son's bedroom. It was a Sunday morning. And she said, Son, it's time to wake up. You have to go to church. Any mothers here ever say that? Any sons ever hear your mother say that? The son grumbled something and turned around and went back to sleep. And so a little bit later, mom came again into her son's bedroom and said, son, it's time to get up. You need to go to church. And again, the son turned over and pulled the covers up over his head and went back to sleep. And Finally, as time went on, the mom got a little bit exasperated and she came back into her son's room and pulled the covers back and threw a cup of cold water on him and said, son, wake up and go to church. And the son woke up and said, mom, I don't feel like going to church this morning. And mom said, son, you are the preacher. You have to go to church. That never happened to me, Juan. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Who you are as one who is blessed by God with every spiritual blessing from the heavenly places says who you are meant to be and what you are supposed to do in the world. You are blessed with truth, with meaning, with hope, with love, with life, and you are meant to bless others with it. I'm letting that sink in for a while. Amen.
1: Will you please join me as together we affirm our faith from Romans 8. We know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified.
0: actually is God's story, the story that he wrote, the beginning, the middle, and the end. It is a story of blessing for his whole creation, blessing for you, not just so that you can be blessed, but so that others will know that blessing too. We have work to do. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with us today and always. Let God's people say together, Amen.